What's up, friends? I'm your host, Amanda Smith, and welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast, the show where I chat with inspiring women about business, life's challenges, and building community, because we all need it. If you need a girl gang, this podcast is for you. All right, guys, welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast. Um, Today we have Miss Sandra of The Smart Cookie, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her. How are you, Sandra? We're both rocking our denim jackets on this fine Saturday. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we are. It's like I've been willing fall for the past, I feel like, weeks. I'm like, I don't even care if it's 90 degrees anymore. I love it. I love it. So glad to have you. You're joining us from your Starbucks parking lot, and it's doing great. Like, we've got good Wi-Fi. And we are just making it happen. So why don't you, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, share with us a little bit of your backstory for those of us who don't know, might be listening, um, who you are, where you came from, and how this all started. Sure. So Smart Cookies started, actually it wasn't even called Smart Cookies when we got started, but it was, um, it really stemmed, I remember Googling, sitting down at my computer. I was a young woman, I was living in Vancouver at the time. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to invest in property. Actually, I wanted to buy, um, my first apartment. And I remember sitting down and Googling, you know, smart money advice for women, how to start investing, how to start investing in real estate. And I just was like, where are the resources that can, that I actually relate to? Like, I don't, it's not that I didn't understand it. I just felt like it was all coming from people who were kind of talking down to you. Not relatable. And- totally not relatable. And so I said to my girlfriend, and I was like, why don't we just figure this out on our own? Like, let's go to the bookstore and buy every single personal finance book we can. So like back in the day, we got like Gene Chatsky and David Bach and, um, and Susie Orman and like all the books and totally nerded out for the whole weekend. And then we're like, this isn't that complicated. Like we can learn this and then help each other and teach each other. And then later that week at work, without me saying anything, two of my colleagues um, came up to me, we were grabbing coffee, and my girlfriend Andrew was like, hey, I saw this episode of Oprah, and she's doing something called the debt diet, kind of like a challenge, and she has all these tools on her website. I think it'd be fun to get a group together and kind of go through and set our own money goals and do it together. And I ran back to my cubicle, and I called Andrew, and I'm like, you're never going to believe this, that the girls at work want to do exactly what we're talking about. So it was one of those moments when kind of all the pieces fell into place. So we ended up at uh, my girlfriend's Katie's, her apartment um, downtown and sat around the kitchen table and brought our bank statements and brought our credit cards and, and got really real with each other. I was going to say, um, that's that, like and, some vulnerability when you sit down oh with your God. girlfriends and you're like, Ooh. and then you're like, right? oh my gosh, I spent so much money on <laughs> Starbucks last yeah, month or well, whatever. Right. Yeah. Or jeans or whatever the like impulse of the week is. But what was crazy about that is Andrea, who um, was my colleague at work, who was like, Hey, I saw this episode of Oprah is like the epitome of the most put together woman you've ever seen in your life. Like so polished, so like super successful, had a great apartment. And she revealed in that meeting that she was tens of thousands of dollars in debt. The creditors were calling it work. She couldn't, she was taking a work trip and her boss was like, Oh, just put on your credit card. Like we'll reimburse you. And she's like, uh, like I can't, can't I don't do that. have room on my credit card. Can't do that. Um, and so that I really, Andrea in that meaning, honestly, like for her to share that vulnerability, like was incredible. And yeah. she really, I credit her because at that point I was like, I had started to accumulate a little bit of credit card debt. And it really mm-hmm. stemmed from honestly, like I had a great, you know, when you're working, I feel like you're just trying to keep up, right? You're, I'm looking to like Katie and Andrea and they have these great apartments and these great clothes and taking trips. And you're like, well, 
I got to keep up with that. So anyways, definitely that, you know, seeing Andrea's story, I was like, I was going to go down that road real quick, like before you know it. So um, so anyways, we got really focused. We met every single week. We set goals for each other, um, goals for ourselves and really held each other accountable to them. Right. Like there were definitely mm-hmm. weeks where, you know, you, no one's, no one's perfect, still not perfect, but mm-hmm. I think it was having that group to come back to and be like, okay, like recenter me, reground me. Like I need yes. to keep going and keep doing this thing. So anyways, over the course of the year, we were super successful and we're able to, um, increase our earnings actually by a hundred thousand dollars collectively, um, by negotiating, so renegotiating. Um, our salaries at work, taking on side gigs, that, right? Side we can ask for what we want. <laughs> oh, we can ask for what we want. And what was crazy what? is that we all worked for the same company, right? And so our bosses were like, "Oh God, this isn't good." <laughs> These like, girls are draining what? us. <laughs> These girls are draining us. They're all talking. They all know what each other are making. Like, there's no, there's no secrets anymore. Um, and paid off, paid off a bunch, paid off all the debt, um, increased our savings. And we ended up on Oprah a year later as one of her success stories to share our story. Incredible. So we did not have a business at that point. We did not have a website. We did not have an LLC. We (laughs) moved faster than we ever had before between when we taped and then when we knew the episode was going to air to kind of get everything, um, in place. But yeah, then the business of smart cookies, was was born and similar to your story it was like you you realize you've done something like kind of for yourself and then realize there's a need for this like there are women all yeah. over the world who want this and want that financial empowerment yeah. um and so we spent the next five years like traveling all over North America and meeting the most incredible women and you know wrote books and had the tv shows but it was really connecting with the other women that was so so cool and seeing the smart cookies community kind of grow grow from there. Um, and then, uh, when I had my first son, this was about five or six years into the business, mm-hmm. getting married, having kids, it really was that time where it was like, Hey, someone needs to take this baby and yeah. kind of grow and take it to the next level. Right. So, um, so the girls passed over full ownership uh, to myself. So I had young kids running a business, trying to figure out this thing all on my own. Um, and it definitely wasn't easy and it was definitely hard, but I feel like now, you know, all these years later coming full circle has been, has been awesome. And the community yeah. of smart cookies is, is growing and is as it. amazing as ever. So, and tell us what it looks like now. You just story. did, yeah, you just did some big stuff and you've worked with our mutual friend, Nicole Nevis of the brand vibe yes. and Love she's her. so incredible. Love so tell her. us like what's been going on now. Yeah. So now I feel like, especially this year, I don't know if anyone else has been like feeling this energy, but I'm like, there's no time, but now to like do the dang thing. Like it needs to happen. Right. And so, um, actually on Monday, um, the, the whole new website is launching whole new brand is launching. Um, and really working with Nicole. It's funny, you know, I resisted, this is like my own block for so long because I did everything on my own for so long and knew how mm-hmm. to do it. So it's really, really, really hard for me. I'm working through that to bring on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but working with Nicole, we just did like a whole one day strategy session together. And just to have someone else, like just get out of your own head and be able to like regurgitate back to you and be yes. able to plan a, you know, we've already planned, you know, 2021. <laughs> and it's, yeah. I'm like, I've never been this ahead of the game in my <laughs> life. And it feels weird, right? Because we don't know what 2021, I'm like, we can plan, but who knows? But sure. I think, you know, just knowing that ahead of time and you mm-hmm. will adapt and flow and all the mm-hmm. things. But um, but yeah, Nicole is, Nicole is awesome. We were, she was, uh, we're on Boxer together. And so she was sending me messages yes. last night. I'm like, how are we both working at, at like 
nine o'clock on a Friday and right. being really excited about it together. So, yeah. um, so that's been great. I feel like it's, it truly is kind of like the next, no, next chapter for Smart Cookies. And it's been um, kind of a, a long time coming, but I'm super excited about it. That is incredible. I love it. And, you know, it's so funny. We, I've talked about this a lot with, with friends and clients recently. We are so close to our own situations that yeah. it is very hard to like give a good analysis of what's really going on without an outside perspective, you know, yeah. Yeah. whether it's a coach or a mentor or a friend, someone in totally. the industry, someone not in the industry. So like you have to have that. It's so vital. Um, you have to, it's one of those things where I'm like, why has it taken me like so long, long time? It's been almost eight years. I've been running the business on my own and to not have just been doing this now. I'm like, what again? I mean, you live and you learn. Right. But yes, it is. I'm like, if you, if someone listening is like, oh yeah, I don't know, maybe I'd invest in a coach. Maybe I'd invest in a strategy session. I'm like, oh my God, girl, if I would have done that, like how far, how much farther would you have been? You know, Uh, I know, I know you can't, you can't. No, no. I'm saying that to everybody. I I say that to myself. I know. Totally. I know. I think that all the time, but I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you live, you learn. I know you you keep moving forward from what you learn. Well, this episode is super special because we're going to kind of get a little mini training from you. And so this is the spending edit and you have these great five steps. Um, so why don't you just take us through that? What is this? And kind of give us some, some feedback and backstory. Sure. Okay. So the spending in it was actually kind of originated from an idea that we started like way back in the um, OG smart cookie days of something we had called the rather factor. And it was like a little card we honestly carried in our wallet where we had kind of like our goals and what was really important to us. So like saving for a trip or like maybe trying to leave your nine to five, like just those things when you were tempted to spend on like something completely random and impulsive that you would look at your rather factor card and be like, okay, yeah, no, I'd rather have that money go towards the other thing. Oh, I love that. But what happened, yeah, so cool, right? So, but what happened, I think, especially during quarantine, it's like, I feel like I am not the only one who's had this experience where it's like, in theory, you should be saving money because you're not going anywhere. But all of a sudden it's like, you're buying the, like all the Lulu pants and the the Instagram ads are like reading your mind. And like, all of a sudden these Amazon packages are showing up and you're like, what? Oh, no, did I order? I don't even oh remember. Gosh. Um, and so I was like, I honestly started this for myself. I'm like, I just want to kind of check myself and edit my spending. And that was, that was, you know, I feel like in everything in my life this year, I've really tried to, um, minimalize and only, um, only have things in my home that are like really meaningful, really beautiful, only spend my time on things that are really like mm-hmm. meaningful. And so, that is where this idea comes from. And so the first, and to do it without like feeling guilty about, this isn't about like feeling guilty about your spending. Um, because if, as soon as you do that, you go down like a, not a good <laughs> rabbit hole and end up spending more anyways. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm sad. <laughs> now I'm going to go, now I'm going to go shop. Okay. So first step, and you can do it over like a series of days, or you could do it however you want. Um, They're really short and sweet. So first one is think back to the past two weeks or so, and just make a note about the purchases that you really loved. So like, for example, I ended up ordering some bubble bath on anthropology last week, and it was amazing. And I've been using it every night and I'm obsessed with it. Great. Love it. it. Things like my denim jacket that I'm like wearing every single day, mental note gotta have it. Like I loved it. So, so just think about those things. So don't worry about like, as you're filtering through, you're like, Oh, but I bought that. And I didn't like it. No, just focus on those things that you really loved. Make a note. We'll come back to it. 
Second day, go like shop, buy as you normally would, but ask yourself these five questions before you buy anything. So first one is, okay, do I really, do I really love it? Like, is this something that I'm like, okay, I'm having like an actual, cause you know, when you really love something, like you kind of get like yes. that feeling in your tummy. You're like, yes. Okay. I'm really in love with this thing. The second question is that I have caught myself so many times is because you get the sale emails, right? You're like, it's on sale. How do I'm I not? such a well, sucker for those. Right? So okay. Bad. So the question is, the question is, would you buy it at full price? And so if you would, awesome. But if you're just buying it because it's on sale, then just think about that for a minute, right? Okay. So asking yourself that. And then the, the next question is, okay, is this really a reflection of what is important to me and my like values? And that might seem a little bit deep, but just check in with yourself, right? And so this goes a bit beyond the like, do I love it? This is like, if I look at what is important to me in my life, like, for example, if I am the person who is, you know, really focusing on trying to leave my nine to five job, and I want to be an entrepreneur, like, is this purchase, like, am I buying a coaching session to help me get there? Amazing. Am I like been spending on a bunch of new clothes that have nothing to do with that goal, um, then, then check in with that. So it's a little bit of the rather factor. Mm -hmm. The next question is, do I own something similar that is basically the same, same thing, which is so funny to say out loud, but how many times does this actually happen? I can't remember yeah. what my husband, oh, like a new jacket for the kids. He was like at Costco. My husband goes crazy at Costco. Um, and he's like, he's like, I'm going to buy Violet, like this new hoodie i'm like have you seen how many hoodies this girl has like she has hoodies for days like no she doesn't no more another. hoodies yeah <laughs> no more hoodies. just because it's cheap at costco um, just because it's cheap at costco i'm like we don't need that i'm like we don't even have enough hangers no 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 um and then the last question is would it impact your daily life if you did not have it like would life pretty much go on as usual if you did not <laughs> make that purchase right yeah and so for a day just ask yourself those questions and I'm not saying like if you say no or yes like don't buy it do buy it but just before you make a purchase just kind of consciously check in with those five questions and then just kind of make a note about like what came up for you as mm -hmm. you were going through that you can do that for a couple of days if you really want to mm -hmm. um but those five questions are super key to to understand and then because on the third day what you want to do, and this is where people get a little bit like, I don't want to, um, but, but it's, it's what comes out on the other side is so worth it. So pull up those bank statements from the past three months. So bank statements, credit card statements, wherever you spend your money. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to go through those statements and you're going to ask yourself those five questions for all those purchases. And so, and then you're going to X out which of the purchases you would not have bought had you really been honest with yourself about mm -hmm. those five questions. Mm -hmm. Um, and add up that number. And it is, this is like the aha moment because it will be hundreds of dollars, if not thousands yes. of dollars. Like, there's no way it, won't. it really will. Yeah, there's no way it won't. Like, anytime I do this exercise, it's a minimum of like 200, 300 um, dollars. And what's, what's important is that when you see that number, you don't want to be like, oh man, like, what am I doing? Again, it's not about beating yourself up, but it's about the awareness of, because sometimes we get caught up in like, oh, I don't have money for that goal. Or, you know, I want to invest in education for my business, but oh my God, it's so expensive. And I'm like, 
what, like how you're spending your money is expensive. Like you have the resources available to you if you are intentional and in alignment with those. And so the more that you can put that practice into place um, and to use money as a, as a tool to achieve your dreams, the, the faster that you can do that. So, so go through and, and look at that number. I don't, you don't have to like, when I, people are always like, how do you budget and how do you track your money? And I'm not that girl who like literally nitpicks everything that you spend. I think mm-hmm. if you can put this practice into place and really be conscious about your spending, like that is where the real like habitual change is going to, yes. is going to, ha- is going to happen. Cause like, we know in theory what we need to do to like save money and reach our goals. Right. It's not that it's a, um, it's a social thing. We just get in our own heads and we get, we, we kind of go on autopilot. Um, and so on the, on, so on the fourth day, I just give yourself some time, reflect about like, okay, what has come up for me? How am I feeling? Um, and then the last step is really create for yourself what that rather factor is. So write down a few different things that have come up where you're like, okay, like I love spending my money. So you can go back to the things where you're like, okay, I really loved spending money on um, that nice bottle of wine I shared with my husband or um, yeah, we bought the kids new some like a trampoline for the backyard and you're like that saved me like that was the best purchase I ever made but like those purchases or maybe it was a trip or whatever it was should definitely be part of like your rather factor where you kind of mm-hmm. give yourself that permission to mm-hmm. spend money mm-hmm. and then create for the next season and I do this every single quarter <clears throat> and I have a guide that you can that'll walk you through this too that we can link to um but creating like really like a, sh- a spending list or a shopping list or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it for the next three months of like the purchases that you really need. So if it, if you want to mm-hmm. get yourself like a cute pair of booties or a denim jacket, or, you know, you want like new pillows for your house. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like make a list of those things. And those are the things where you're like, if you see that sale email pop up, awesome. Cool. Like you were thinking about buying it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but planning that out ahead of time, based on what you've sort of learned about your spending is going to, is going to help you so, so much. And honestly, so it helps you then find those things that you really love too. Right. Like when I yeah. knew I wanted to buy a denim jacket and then it popped up like on the sale rack and it Aritzia and I was like, Oh yeah. Like mama's for sure getting that. And it's yeah. something that I've worn every day. Right. Um, so, so that's the practice that has really helped me. One of the good things that's come out of quarantine for sure. I love it. I love it. Um, well, and I think, you know, we look at, I, I like, I like a, a lot of things that you just said, but there's, there's two main things that popped out. And one is we don't think about planning ahead. I think, I think we really think in the short term, yeah. we're like, okay, well, yeah. this month we have a doctor's appointment and we have, you know, the dog yeah. has to get their shots and then we have groceries yeah. every week and whatever. So we know like this month, but we're only looking at what's in front of us. And so, uh, you know, yeah. I know when I don't do this, especially in my business, you know, I, if I don't look at the future, I don't, yeah. you know, if I'm trying to net a certain amount at the end of the year for my business, then yeah. month to month, if I'm not planning quarter by quarter, then all yeah. of a sudden it's, you know, here we are in October and yeah. well, we were going to redesign a you know a website and it, we're paying this. And then all of a sudden we're paying that in December at the end of the year, you know? And so if you don't plan yeah. for that, I don't know. Why do you think we, we only plan so, so short term? 
Yeah, I think it's because, you know, life is busy and crazy. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like, my brain can't even handle like what isn't right, right in front of me. But to your point, I'm like, that is also how I've learned to, mm-hmm. to run my business. And that is what honestly allowed me to have the money and the time and to know, like to do the website relaunch mm-hmm. and to know what I need to have like budgeted for Facebook ads for a January launch. Mm-hmm. And so while it can be like, it is it, like constrain your brain a little bit to be like, ah, just to look that a uh-huh. little bit ahead. If you can just, if you can get a quarter ahead of yourself, I think you're good to go planning for the whole year. I love the idea of having like, of course, like, okay, what you want to make it profit, what you want to pay yourself and what you kind of estimate your business expenses to be mm-hmm. for the whole year. And then you can divide it and plan, um, plan every single month, but really get into the nitty gritty for a quarter ahead. So three months ahead, that is where you're going to give yourself and you're going to be able to give yourself some flexibility to kind of, you know, flow with what is happening in life and your business. Yeah. Um, but keeping an eye, like knowing those three numbers are, it's, it's so funny. Cause I feel like it's so like, I'm like, yeah, of course, like you need to know those numbers and you just work backwards. But so many business owners don't do that. And then to your point, wonder why they're not meeting the revenue goals. They can't pay themselves from their business. They can't, they don't have the money to invest in those things. And I'm like, you have to plan for it. Like that happens by design. That does not happen by accident for sure. Right. Well, and you know, I think the same thing applies. Like when we see a quote unquote sale, when it comes to our business, if we see someone launching a new program or putting out a new course or, you know, this and that, if we have not planned ahead, then all of a sudden we, we find ourselves, we just spent $2,500 and we're telling ourselves I'm investing for my business and you are, but you did not plan for that, you know? And so what would you say? Cause I know we have a lot of business owners that are listening that they're in their first year, maybe two years of business. They're still really figuring this out. And one thing I found with my clients that are either just starting or, um, have recently just started their business is they feel like we have, you have to have everything so perfect before you keep yeah. going. And so they're, they're hiring a designer and they're building a website and they're paying a, a this and that before yeah. they ever invest yeah. in like coaching or just do the damn yeah. business, you know? So wh- know, what would you say, you know, what's, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I just had this question actually. So the first thing on the like planning for coaching, that should be a line item, like in your business expenses as you're planning. So, and even if you have to save for the first year, like, okay, I'm taking a hundred dollars from like everything that comes in, I'm putting it in a separate savings account. And that is going to be my, like what I'm going to spend on coaching and education. And that is a hundred percent fantastic. What I, I'm like, okay, like, you as a business owner, especially in the online world, like you can get so scrappy for those first couple yes. of years. Like, oh Our my God, like should not be that much in the beginning. I mean, they really shouldn't. They, until you get like proof of concept and you get some like money, like do not, honestly, like, I don't think you need to spend anything almost until you get like proof of concept. And what I mean by that yeah. is like, you know, do a little, like a paid for Facebook group and get like five people in there who are willing to pay you whatever. And you're like, okay, proof of concept. Good to Got go. It. And then I made money <laughs> and then it exactly. I made money. And then a hundred percent invest in the, either like a program or a digital course or a coach or somebody who is going to like saving time, saving money is great, but saving time is key. Right. So Oh my God, if you were spending like anything on a website before you invest in a coach, like don't do, like don't, I I mean, yeah, I I just, you, you need to get like cash is queen, like get that cash in the door. 
um, a coach or an education program is going to help you do that a lot faster and then give yourself the room to, because once you become, you know, I'm a big fan of like profit first and having profit, but to me, I'm like, you know, most of us aren't, we're like lifestyle entrepreneurs, right? Like most of yeah. us aren't building big empires that we're going to again, like sell. And we need to worry about like what the profit margin sure. is, but for us, the profit is what allows you to invest and grow. Right. So like right. that is your, that is the money that you can then, you know, invest and take a little bit of risk with, or maybe buy that like high end coach or that like really yeah. high ticket mastermind. That is what allows you to do that. And again, that doesn't happen by, by accident that happens like with intention. Um, and so that's a really, if you can learn that, like at the very beginning of your business, that that's going to put you miles ahead. I would say the same thing for sure. There, I remember, you know, we've all made plenty of money mistakes. Oh God. I can't. Yes. <laughs> that you Not might feel like, I'm sure we all can say something to the effect of I'm embarrassed that I spent blah, blah, blah on blah, 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 you know? And yeah. yeah. So I, I love your approach in that there's like, you have to have grace with yourself and it's not grace totally. so that you can do it again, but it's grace so that you can move on and yeah. Keep going, it. keep going, you know, yeah. don't beat keep yourself going. up. Like, Oh my God, I'm a failure as a business owner because I, you know, invested right. in whatever. And it, you know, yeah, we've all been there, but you got it. You just keep going and you learn, right? Like you yeah. learn, you reflect, and then you do things differently going Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. Um, this is such an interesting topic. You know, I love the rather factor, you know, mm -hmm. and, and my, my big thing is like, we do all of this kind of stuff. This whole concept is very applicable in like the health and fitness world, like with your fitness totally. goals, with your health goals, mm -hmm. um, with like sleep with, I don't know, drinking or with, um, social life. Like if we're conscious about it, then yeah. we can control it or at least yeah. like be set up for success. Why is this, why do you think this is not a prevalent topic of conversation in the world, like especially amongst women in, yeah, whether maybe not in business, but like women friend groups, like money is not something mm -hmm. that is a comfortable mm -hmm. topic to talk about for a lot of people. And so, yeah. but why, especially, but I'm thinking public facing, you know, I know maybe two other people in the public that are actively pursuing, like teaching people how to budget and teaching people how to to do money well, but like, why do you think this yeah. is not more prevalent? Yeah. I think there's a lot of like emotion and guilt that's tied mm. to money. And I think because it hasn't been talked about for so long, like there's always this feeling of like, I don't know. I felt like, like I go back to myself before, um, you know, before smart cookies, I always felt like if I asked a question, everyone else in the room knew the answer. So you didn't want to ask the stupid question. Mm. Um, and I don't, it just felt, and you didn't want to be rude or you didn't want to, sure. you know, ruffle feathers or, you know, those feelings are all really real. And, and also like the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, about, 
about money are, you know, ingrained in us since we're, we're little. So if we didn't grow up in a family that talked openly about money, or it was always like, you know, there was a story around struggling with money or that mm-hmm. it wasn't something that was safe to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. That's really real. And so it's important that, you know, you're probably been carrying that your whole life. And so yeah. it's not, it's not something that's always easy to break down the barriers and talk about, but to your point, like when you do that, it's not just the money that changes, like everything changes. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think, the women who go through my online programs, I was just doing like a call out for, you know, testimonials and like what's been really impactful to you. And all of them, like the money is like a secondary thing. They're like, Oh my God, like my marriage is so much better. And like, I'm a healthier person. And I just like, my whole life has, has changed because of it. But to your point, I'm like, it's so, when you say it, it's so simple. It's like, it's just about being intentional and with anything, with any habit that can kind of like, as soon as you go unconscious a little bit, yeah. Um, which we all do, mm-hmm. then things spiral out of control. But if you mm-hmm. can just be more aware with your spending, with your health, with your goals, like that is that it's as simple as that and as hard as that. So, you yes. know, but it's, ta- <laughs> it's talking about it and, and, and making it. So it's so fun to have these conversations because yeah. I'm like, when we talk about it, that's the first step. And then taking, taking the action yeah. and continuing the conversation too. Right. Yeah. And not letting it become something that continues to be something we shy away from. Right. And that's why I feel like it's so important to have someone walk alongside with you like yeah, you yeah. in this process, because it is more than money. Just like you said, when you go yeah. through a process, whether it's with a business coach or a fitness coach or whatever, or if you just, I don't yeah. know, start something new, you have to have someone that understands has been there, has somewhat mastered that or accomplished X, Y, Z to, to show you like all, cause it, I mean, often with business coaching, you know, a lot of it comes down to, let's say they're struggling with like selling their services or like getting out there publicly and talking about it. Cause they're like, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to, whatever. It is not about them not wanting to do what they're good at. It's, it's usually more about their mindset and whatever backstory has lived with them for however long and Mm -hmm. how do we work through that? How do I coach them through that? Right. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. There's so much emotion and guilt tied to money because yeah, number one, we have to have it to live. (laughs) And number two, yeah. Yeah. There's also that, right? Like there's a lot of fear. Like, yeah, mm -hmm, it's a fear. mm -hmm. And and especially if you come from a life or a background where money was not prevalent, that is huge. Um, I don't know if anybody yeah, listens yeah, to real. the armchair expert podcast with Dak Shepard. Um, but he talks about all the time that he grew up super poor. His mom was married and divorced several times. They hardly ever had, they just had barely enough. And so even him and Kristen Bell, who are mega celebrities and they have everything they could ever need. He still has this internal struggle of like, especially with the pandemic, like what if we're out of work forever? What if we don't have enough money, you know? Yeah. And that's just, yeah. that's a human Not thing. Enough. Right. And yes. so it's, yes. it's yes. so complicated, but it's also, it's I like how you said, it's as simple as that. It's as hard as that, you know, it's yeah. so good. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. just a couple more things. And then I want to hear from you, like where we can connect with you, but, um, yeah. you know, what would you say to the person who is maybe, not a business owner, but they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I, I know I'm in a bad spot. Where do I start? And then what would you say to the business owner? So let's start with 
everyday person? Yeah. So everyday person, you know, I think the first thing is you're in a bad spot, but you're not like, it's, you're not physically in a bad spot. Like I know it feels that way, but like being like, if you're in debt, if you're, um, I follow an amazing guy who I met in, um, a mastermind group. His name is Hans Botang, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And he's the mm-hmm. investing tutor on Instagram. Definitely follow him. Amazing. And he posted this great quote and he was like, debt, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, debt is not, not a physical, it's not a destination. <laughs> like you're not physically tied to something. Like it's something that can be managed. Yes. And so just, just know that like the money piece, like it can be managed. Like we can figure that out. We can work on a plan together. Mm-hmm. Um, but release yourself of like the guilt about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And release yourself of like beating yourself up. Like you, you're, you're a smart cookie. You're going to be able to put a plan in place. You're going to be stronger, um, on the other side of it. So, so release yourself of that and then come over to smart cookies and we'll, we'll put a plan into place yes. and help you figure that out and support you along the way. That's why I'm like, I'm so like the community and having women who have like, who are where you are and also who have been where you are and are now on the other yes. side to get, who get you, um, who can see where you are going to go and are going to hold your yeah, hand you along that. the way is so key. Um, and then, yeah, for, for business owners too, it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's where you're at right now. If you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm struggling and I'm never going to be able to make it or figure this out. Like you are not alone. Oh my God. Like I have been there. I struggled. Oh my, I was so talk about like fear. Like I had bought a business when I took over ownership um, the bank account zero, bank account went to zero. I had a newborn baby. I was like, what? Like the fear was so real and it held me back honestly for so, for so long. Like I was just Mm. really scared of failing. Um, and so, so I think, you know, working on that and working on the mindset piece first as a business owner, I think is really, really key. And even if you, I think it's so funny, you see this with your coaching too, right? It's like mm-hmm. when you sign up for a coaching or you sign up to, you know, get help with your money, it's like, what you're really going to work on is the mindset. Like That is yeah, what is good. This that is what is we're what really is, here for. This is what we're really here for. Um, because that's where the real, that's where the real shifts happen. And the sooner yeah. that you can do that as a business owner, look, I resisted that for years. I was like mm-hmm. money blocks. No, like I don't have, I don't have any of those. Like um, mindset blocks. No, like here I am, you know, finally investing in having a team how many years later. And it took me that long to get there. So mm-hmm. if you can, if, if anyone can cut that path short and learn from what I wish I had done sooner, then, then I hope that, that that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you kind of answered for the business owner too, you know, yeah. um, all those things. That's so good. Um, well, this has been so incredible. I personally, I'm comfortable and love talking about money. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. I will, I will say I've not always been like that, but that's why I think it's so funny to me when I get around other people that are like, something comes up and then like, yeah, nobody says anything. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I felt like that for so long. I was like, I sometimes have to check myself because I'm like, not everybody like wants to tell you what they make. Like it's right. (laughs) You can't just, yeah. It makes you think of this episode of The Office where they go to their boss's house and Michael Scott was like, he says, David, how much did your house cost? And it's like, no, that's not (laughs) something that we have. Totally. It's so good. Well, okay, Sandra, where can we find you online? What do you have going on? All the things. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so smartcookies.com. Come check it out. It just got a whole 
whole makeover. Whole so, glow up. Um, oh, oh my God, such a glow up. Um, so definitely come check that out. And then um, I'm going to link to a couple of resources too. So I have the spending yes. edit and then I will also send over um, profit by design, which is focused for business owners too, yeah. to help them get through those numbers. And, and yeah. And so on Instagram, I'm Sandra.gram and a gram has a super fancy E at the end, kind of like, yeah, people are like gram A. I'm like, gram no, a. It's not just gram. I love just it so just much. Good old well, Sandra, it was so great to talk to you and just to see another person and in the, this crazy time. Um, but thank you so much for your time today. And you guys go check out smart cookies. What a fantastic name too. I mean, so <laughs> that, that worked out, that worked, worked out. out quite well. Um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening and we will catch you next time. Thanks so much.